With us today from Middle America, we have uh, Senator Ron Johnson, and uh, he's on the Homeland Security uh, Committee and uh, ranking member of uh, Foreign Affairs, I believe. Uh, um, and uh, Senator uh, Johnson, uh, there's so many things going on in our country. The latest crisis this week uh, was uh, uh, that we have surpassed the, the budget limits. Uh, at what point do you believe that's going to become a problem? Good morning, John. Well, you know, they always have what they call extraordinary measures. Uh, they, they borrow against different things, and, and they can extend the, the death ceiling. Eventually, it's going to have to be raised. Uh, what I've been suggesting, uh, I wrote about this in a, a column that ran the Wall Street Journal the day after I got reelected, is uh, to restore, return some function to Congress. What we should do is, if we have to increase the death ceiling, and we do, we should use the debt ceiling the way it was intended. Uh, it's, it's, it's a nasty vote. Uh, certainly conservatives don't like to increase the debt ceiling. But if we're going to take that vote, uh, what we should be doing is we should be adding to it fiscal controls. I, I laid out four different pieces of legislation. Uh, one would be the Preventing Government Shutdown Act, so we can alleviate the, anybody's worries that we're going to shut down the government. All, all that does, by the way, is it does what the state of Wisconsin does. If you have dysfunction, you haven't passed appropriation bills, you don't shut down government, you just fund them at last year's levels. Total common sense. The fact that that's not in place just shows you how dysfunctional Congress is. But the full faith and credit would in- ensure that uh, we would never default on our debt. Uh, the RAINS Act would uh, rein in out-of-control regulation. And then one that's kind of dear to my heart, it's one of the first piece of legislation I introduced back in 2012, reducing the size of the federal government through attrition act. You don't fire anybody. Just quit hiring them. Quit growing the size of the federal government. Uh, it's amazing how quickly you start shrinking if you if you simply stop hiring people. You can reallocate folks. But anyway, uh, attached to it, those those types of fiscal controls. And there's there's other ideas. And I, I hope the House does exactly that. Uh, I think it's uh, troubling that uh, now President Biden won't even begin to have discussions over it. He's just saying it's got to be a clean increase the debt ceiling. Well, that's what big spenders always want. Uh, he's, he's actually the guy that uh, President Obama dispatched uh, back in 2011 when I first uh, came to Congress. And we were talking about things like cut cap and balance. And we, we actually, because of our pressure, passed the Budget Control Act, which reduced discretionary spending for three years in a row until Congress figured out how to weasel out of the, the uh, sequestration and, and the budget caps. Um, but he's actually the guy that negotiated that deal with, uh, with Leader McConnell and, and others. Uh, but now he refuses to even negotiate. Uh, and un- unfortunately, the, the mainstream media will, will back him up and, uh, you know, blame Republicans if there's uh, any kind of uh, a scare here as it relates to the, the death ceiling in default. Uh, it's something that, uh, that that is everybody always screams about, the papers write about. But at, at the midnight of when you have to do it, everybody seems to pull it together and, do, and does it. So I don't think the public is... Uh, worried about that until uh, there is a reason to worry. Now, on on the Biden documents, uh, it seems like uh, nobody understands what the heck is going on. Uh, All of a sudden, this became uh, open. And I'll give you my interpretation. Has the Democratic Party itself decided it's time for Biden to go. Is that a possibility? 
Well, I think that's a very real possibility, John. It, listen, it makes no sense. Nothing about the, the Biden document story makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, if, if you had really just uh, innocently uh, taken a couple of classified documents and then innocently discovered that, oh, geez, I've got some of these here, uh, what you would have done is you would have uh, scoured every sock drawer you have, you know, every nook and cranny in your garage, and you would have you know, found that over the course of months. Let's face it, apparently these things, that's the story at least, uh, first sur- surfaced in early November of last year. You would have gathered all these things up, and you would have had one story, right? Just one one document dump. But this this thing's trickled out, so that doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I somewhat suspect, in addition to this is going to be the excuse for everybody, uh, all the leftists, to throw Joe Biden under the bus. And trust me, he deserves to be thrown under the bus. But this, this may just be some massive diversion, diversionary operation. So don't look at what's happening in the border. Uh, you know, last month's numbers, more than 8,000 people per day being encountered. 8,000 people per day. Remember when we were freaking out about these caravans of 5,000 people? 8,000 people yes. per day. Uh, so, again, the, 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 the leftists in the media, uh, they don't want to defend this record. So the best way to do that is, uh, you know, blame, blame Joe Biden for everything. Uh, take him out on, you know, this, this document this story and uh, divert the American public's attention from What's going wrong? What's going on in this country? You know, the 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 inflation, the high energy prices, the just across the board, the, the rising crime, the lawlessness on our streets, the drug overdoses. Um, so it's no, out of control, Senator. Completely. I have to point out too, in terms of the budget, you know, last year we had a record year of revenue, four point nine trillion dollars of revenue. That's how much the entire federal government spent in 2019 before the pandemic. You know, everybody says, well, there's no way we can balance the budget. Well, had we just held spending steady, we'd be really close to balancing the budget. But we didn't hold but spending steady. We spent like, uh, as John McCain always talked about, drunken sailors, and that's an insult to drunken sailors. And now last year we spent about $6.3 trillion, and a uh, balanced budget isn't anywhere close to being in sight. Understood. The other big item that is really on the front page, like you said, is all these people coming uh, through the borders and uh, Secretary Mayorkas has lied, or but somebody pointed out he wasn't actually sworn in, so maybe he didn't lie, uh, that uh, uh, there's no problems with the borders. Uh, Mayor Adams, I was with him the other day after he returned from uh, from the borders, and he was he was flabbergasted, and he says we can't. New York can't afford. I mean, they made arrangements with hotels for five thousand migrants, and it's going to cost the city two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Is anybody talking about it in Washington? Well, Republicans are, but Democrats have their heads buried in the sand. Uh, you know, I've been talking about this. Uh, since I'm becoming chairman of Homeland Security, we had the surge, uh, the humanitarian crisis under Obama when there were 2,000 people a day being encountered. And then uh, another surge under Trump, which he got under control and basically handed Biden a, a largely a controlled border, and Biden blew it all up. Uh, so now there were 8,000. You know, four times, four times the level of Obama's humanitarian crisis is what Biden is allowing. And I saw a report, I think, just last night about uh, 
those hotels that are being, I guess, commandeered in New York and just being trashed by the migrants. You know, this, this doesn't work for anybody. The, the, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, the fentanyl, but it's all being covered up by a leftist media. They're just not. It's out of control. This. And I point out to my Democratic friends, and I have quite a few of them in New York, because that's all you have in New York. And I say to them, Venezuela was the richest town, the richest country in in uh, South America. And in 20 years, it's now zero. It's important to point out that Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty. And that's what's happening. When, when people vote for Democrats that have open border policies that uh, you know have no concept of fiscal responsibility, you are voting America into poverty. And that's what we're witnessing. I, I don't know how long we have continued down this path. It's, it's a very dangerous and destructive path around in this country. Agreed, Senator. Senator, I want to thank you. We're out of time. I want to thank you for coming on this uh, Sunday morning. And, and our country has problems, and we have to solve them soon. Otherwise, we're going to we could turn into Venezuela someday. That's the concern, but uh, God bless you for all you do, John. God bless. Thank you, and have a great uh, rest of the weekend.